comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Episode 294, this is Russ, and we have Full House, I have Aaron, I have Daryl, I have Jim, and I have Rich. I am... Oh. <laughs> Here we go to the soundboard again. I am never going to clean another latrine again. I don't blame you. <laughs> I am not. I was I was cool with it until this episode of Fear of the Walking Dead. That's how I roll. <laughs> I'm it back after, after being out last week. Thank you, gentlemen, for... Carrying on. It was madness, but yeah. Uh, you're, you're, it wasn't easy, <laughs> Russ. These guys, let me tell you. <laughs> I was, uh, it's funny, there was, a, there was uh, in last week's episode of Fear, there was like a double, there was a double reference um, to, 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 well, they talked about going to Galveston, which is where I was last where week. Where he was so. trapped in a hurricane. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I was trapped yeah. in a hurricane in Galveston. <laughs> um, and they mentioned, uh, at one point, they're like, "Oh, I heard your, uh, I heard your uh, tapes, or I saw one of you, I saw you on a tapes in a rest stop outside of Luling, which I thought was funny because that's where I <laughs> lived for ten years before coming back to the metropolis of Houston. So I thought that was Sounds funny. Sounds like a hit country song. Trapped in a hurricane in Galveston. I'm I've been not- trapped in a hurricane in Galveston, Texas." Like, say, a molasses factory. Yes. <laughs> dun, 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 Captain dun, Segway dun. strikes again. Yes. Uh, before we get started, I, w- th- I want to talk about one thing. I picked up, uh, I'm not sure if you, if all of you guys have picked it up as well, but I picked up the, what the, I guess what they're calling the Walking Dead number one deluxe edition. Oh, or, yeah. Uh, the colorized, the colorized version of the Walking Dead. Uh, My DCBS just came today, and I haven't read it yet, but it's in there. I uh, I picked one up from my local comic book store, along with a copy of Robert Kirkman's Firepower, mainly because I didn't have cash, and I didn't want to pay an extra fee for credit cards, so I picked up an issue of The Walking Dead, <laughs> so that's what happened. <laughs> did you uh, did you read the where traditionally the letter page would be, but in the, in the back of the book, Kirkman yes. wrote a little thing? Mm-hmm. I found it interesting that apparently Dave McCaig has already colored almost a hundred issues of hmm. the of the book uh so they're fully committed to doing monthly reissue of of this thing start to finish um i, I know at first we thought well maybe they'll start with you know doing it and maybe it'll just kind of dissipate or maybe if the sales go down but it sounds like they're full steam ahead on reissuing this entire thing yeah, i mean it's it's gonna sell <laughs> 
like, I, I don't doubt it. And whatever, I mean, despite Kirkman saying, you know, audiences, they just, some of them weren't into black and white. So I'm just making it for a new generation in color and whatnot. Like whatever, however much you want to read truth into that. I just think they know it will sell money. It'll, you know, it'll make that money so they can afford to do something of that nature. And, you know, there'll be the collectors out there that want to get the whole series in this version also. And, and that's cool. I mean, I understand. I mean, I didn't buy it because I don't need it. I'm fine with the black and white version that's already having hardcover. I'm good. Mm. But, uh, you know, for people who want to see it colored or whatever, that's fine. It's great. But, I mean, it's not worth a double dip for me. Yeah, it's certainly a juicy gig for McKegg and whoever else to get to, you know, color yeah. issues. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a bunch of, like, the, even covers, like, they're going to have... Yeah, that's um, what I heard, yeah. Arthur Adams do covers, they're going to have, I guess, Tony Moore's going to do some more covers, um, uh, Charlie Adler's going to do... It, it, I just found it interesting that this is as well thought out and well, like, planned as it as it is, because to me, this just seemed like, almost like an afterthought, or just, a, like, oh, let's just do this. I mean, we talked about it before... I, you know that I didn't feel it was as much of a crash, a crash, a cash grab, um, as as I would have maybe like pre-COVID. You know, I, I think I would have given it a little more of a eye roll. But oh, uh, sure, I, I hear you. I mean, things can be cynical cash grabs and not half-assed at the same time. Sure. L- look at Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> 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 exactly. And On the nose. Skybound, the Skybound folks really have it together well. They're a pretty well-ran organization, and they they're pretty good at marketing. Pretty, I mean, it's not surprising, and it's it's definitely not surprising that um, them and Image is going back for a, another dip. I mean, people are going to buy it. Yeah, I just again, I think I think when I heard like, hey, he's almost done with a hundred issues of recoloring as this first issue sees print, I just was I was kind of blown away by that. So and and remember, as far as original floppies, I mean, the first six issues, I mean, they were a very limited run. You know, it was an indie, you know, print through image. Original right. floppies is one of my favorite new metal bands of the early two thousands. <laughs> yeah. I've been getting it so far. Well, obviously, first issue just came out, but I'm going to stick with it at least for a while. I, I, you know, one of the things Kirkman said is there's some things that he's, um, there's some scenes and things that happen in the book that he always envisioned would look really good in color. So I'll I'll be curious to see as this as the show as the series goes on. Is that like two backs in the background have a whole scene with Jabba the Hutt for no reason? (laughs) Oh, and I guess uh, Russ Wooten is is relettering. All of it, because I guess Kirkman, the first six issues, Kirkman lettered it himself. So, um, so Wooten's gone back and relettered those first those first six issues, so it has a little more consistency too. So he 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 kind of specifically calls out he's not going to kind of Lucas this thing up. Like if there's obvious, uh, I think he said if there there's a few obvious like spelling mistakes or or some grammar things that were obviously wrong uh, that hadn't been corrected, I think he's going to do that. But as far as like re writing or redrawing any of it like that's that's kind of not in the cards so anyway i just i, I, I thought I, I hear when they get to the governor's place though they're gonna have all the people that work for the governor have walkie talkies now and yeah instead of instead of guns yeah. yeah they're gonna they're gonna swap out uh the actor um they're gonna swap out all the danny trejo drawings for uh <laughs> for david morrissey <laughs> for david morrissey so yes. they go back see we cast it perfectly yes 
Well, Russ, uh, I mean, if you're going to keep going on to it, that means that we're going to hold your feet to the fire every time a new issue comes out to to want to explain for you to explain to us the exact changes that Kirkman went to each issue. That's right. Um, yeah, I don't have that that sharp of an eye. So. Oh, oh, you're going to learn it because we're going to make you do it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there'll be somebody. So, on a so now, in, in addition, in addition to taking. In addition to taking notes on each each episode as I watch it, I have to side by side both copies of the of the book so I can clearly yeah, not a big deal. I yeah. see you doing it with a yeah. giant magnifying glass. Yeah, you got a big yeah. table. <laughs> it's panel by panel. Like mm-hmm. Go to the dentist as a kid, and they had the highlights magazine, and you had the one picture right next to the other, and you had to spot the differences. You get to do that on like twenty six pages per per year. Yeah. If anything, this should be a gift to you that we're letting you do this. That's, that's oh, actually, oh, it's a gift, all right. And as from, of the five of us, you're clearly the least busy, so that's really going to help you. Out. <laughs> you got this. Uh, yes, yes. Like we're we're recording this a day later, definitely not because of you. <laughs> that's no, <laughs> never, never because of me. It, the word, this show is never late because of me. Spoiler: It's always late because of me. Oh. Um. Okay. So, Fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> yes. Welcome Jim, to the club. Yes. Wasn't there something, Jim? Didn't you have something on your? We want to wait till World. We'll though, talk. We'll talk to. Oh, that right. During World. Take a World break to to go yes. to that side. Be a lore break at the end of World. Perfect. Yes. So now we will discuss uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, season six, episode two. Welcome to the club. Not to be confused with Welcome to the Jungle. That's what I keep hearing. But both episodes do have fun and games. I keep I keep hearing thinking about the club, the thing you used to put on your car to keep people from stealing it. Remember? Keep from stealing it. Yeah, I still have one. I never had one. I had one. I never had a car nice enough to buy one. But anyway, back when back when it was a thing, back when it was a thing, I always wanted to be in the sandwich club. That night, I lived on twenty acres for a while, so. If you were coming up to steal a car in the middle of 20 acres, in the middle of nowhere, in the dark, you probably uh, were taking your life in your own hands. You, you wow. seem like 20 acres. You seem like the house that has like old cars from people that you've stowed away after murdering them. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> no comment. Alleged. Uh, I really, I really so, like this opening sequence. I want to say this was pretty cool with the uh, the. The uh, the uh, sugar processing plant and the molasses and the uh, garage door. It was uh, it was well shot and well well choreographed. I thought it looked cool. I thought it was an open good opener. I, I like the look of it. I just thought it from a mechanical standpoint, it was really dumb. Like yeah, I, I agree. I thought, yeah, I thought their execution of it was really dumb, but I thought the way they filmed it looked really good. So. Yeah, no, <laughs> especially because when that when the mol- Mola- obviously we don't know it's molasses until later but right. you just see the sludge coming out and it, and yeah. you know there's walkers behind there so you're just like okay is this walker goo like what is yeah, this like what I was thinking. you know I, well, I mean I, I guess the part I like best was when they walked them in right they walk them into the place they all have numbers on their backs so they're obviously prisoners in, in Ginny's little prison or whatever right they give them all the sticks and they're standing in front of this like rolling garage door or whatever and the garage door is just like bumping, you know what I mean? It's just like bending and. and... I was just gonna say, like, because I, I agree with what you're saying as far as the anticipation to whatever this was going to be. I enjoyed that because, okay, cool. 
but I wrote down dumb garage opening in my notes because like I the idea of this is so solid and it, so there's a threat and what have you, but I just like I get that it's it needs to show you these characters suck, which is why we need Morgan because he can figure out or not Morgan, sorry, um Strand and Alicia because they can be better organizers for this. But like how dumb do you have to be to like just be, like have six people standing here and like each of them is like, well, the guy next to me just fell down. I, I might as well stay yeah. in the exact same spot and wait till my death happens. I no just problem. I'm just going to stand here in oh, this pile were, of molasses and wait for these zombies to drag me under. OK, <laughs> there were some dumb decisions in the way Strand. And, and oh, yeah, we'll get to those, too. Oh, yeah, we'll get to <laughs> those. Like, wait a minute. Why? why? Oh, God, there's just so many choices. It's, it doesn't even feel like hindsight. It doesn't even feel like, oh, I would have done it this way. It just feels like, in the moment, I feel like you would know what to do here, and it wouldn't be some of these things. Right. And if if this was, like, 28 Days Later zombies or World War Z zombies, yeah. like, this would make sense, but they seem to move awful swiftly pulling people to their doom. Yeah, like they did. I was just like, what is happening here? Like, why are these people? And then, of course, the door gets stuck, and it's just like, I don't know. There's no apparent reason. It just decides to get stuck. Yeah. (laughs) It could possibly be all the molasses everywhere. I mean, what, what? I mean, it's not like yeah, but not way up high in the It's not up on the pulley system to the door. (laughs) There's a zombie like threw a glob of molasses at it, like get the glasses. It was just weird. And then later when they show that whole setup, I'm like, it's clear it's it's clear it's it's a um, like it's meant for a truck to back up and there's like a landing. But when they filmed it in the beginning, I, it, that wasn't apparent to me. And then it's all cleaned, cleaned up and then they open the door again and there's nothing pouring out of it. And I'm like, how did where did all that stuff go? How did it get clear? Like what? I, I don't know. I just was like it was a cool again, like visually and aesthetically, it was it was cool, but just like mechanically, I was like, "This is this is the dumbest thing." But so that was our cold, our cold open. I, I like that we're back to in this season, like we saw in season five, the um, the title card, you know, the the changing title cards that are relevant to the to the episode. Yeah, um, with the graphic, I, I like that. I think that's a that's a nice touch. Um, but we come back from the break. The episode proper starts, and it's Elisa, Alicia, and Strand, who we haven't seen obviously this this season yet. Um, they are on latrine duty, and uh, one of the Rangers has taken the SWAT van out, and they start to get into a conflict. Strand ends up th- Strand ends up throwing a uh, uh, pail of feces out uh, at one of the Rangers, which of course gets both of them in trouble. And uh, they get handcuffed and uh, taken to Virginia. While on the way, they meet. To, to, be, to be to be clear, the guy's totally antagonizing them to begin with. It's like oh, I don't sure. know what result he was expecting in all of this. But it's yes. Like, yeah, I mean clearly he's he was like looking he's, for an he's pushing them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we see this girl who. Did anybody else like even for a second look at her and go, "That's not," you know, and not think that was Virginia's sister or some relation there? I was going to say the, I was going to talk about how good the casting was. If they cast somebody who's not related to that actress, who looks so it, much like her sister, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I mean, I get your your point too, Russ. It was so obvious, you know, because it's it's the kind of thing where in a show like this, where there are very specific cast members. 
you don't cast another young redhead for no reason. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I like that we are. There is some dichotomy there. I mean, the one the one good thing about her is obviously there's there's the anti Virginia, right? Like there's there's somebody else that recognizes West that Virginia. she's a monster and close to her, and so um, so I, I I I did find that interesting. Um, but of course they they go before Virginia and she's sitting there um, getting her hair cut by what appears to be a lobotomized Daniel who getting her, getting her hair did getting her hair did. Yes. Uh, by a lobotomized Daniel who um, at, at this point um, is, is, is playing the part. Um, I, yeah. Which, what? I couldn't remember. Did Daniel already get shot in the face, like back at the dam, right? Yeah. So, yeah, because he said he said, "I know that man is not afraid." Yeah. So, like, I was looking at that head wound. I was like, "Is this a new head wound, or is that just the same head wound?" It it looked like a new one because when they we it saw him pretty briefly, fresh, right? When we saw him briefly last season, I don't recall. I mean, maybe I missed something, but I don't recall that scar being there because it's very pr- pronounced. Well, I'm sure. I mean. I agree with you that it looked very pronounced this in this episode. I'm just, but I I have to think that they had a scar the last time we saw him because he got shot in the face. First, I was like, did they give him a frontal lobotomy? But then I was like, well, no, that's the wrong side. Yeah, that wouldn't be the place if they're really bad at lobotomies. Yeah, or great, I guess, if he's still alive. Uh, I, I guess not. I'm looking at season four pictures of Daniel. He seems fine. Yeah. <laughs> the show makes no sense. <laughs> I don't understand anymore. Got shot in the face. But she, at one point, she, Virginia walks out and leaves the two of them in there, and Strand tries to talk to Daniel, and it speaks to him in Spanish, and try, basically implies that he's, you know, trying to cover over it, and, you know, it's okay, like, she's not here, you can... And and Daniel doesn't skip a beat. Like he's just he's 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 playing the part. Um, was there a part of you that thinking was thinking is he actually gone or did you think he was playing the whole time? No, I thought he was. I personally thought he was playing the bit the whole time because he was like uh, in the military in South America. Like he was tortured. like he tortured people, right? Yeah. Isn't that his deal? Like he did interrogation yeah. and stuff. I was just say he's the Saeed of this show. Well, yes. I was just going to say, plus, I mean, considering their past track record together, he doesn't trust Strand. Right. He doesn't yeah. trust Strand enough to let him know that he's not actually, you know, lobotomized or whatever. So, right. Uh, yeah, so, that makes yeah. 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 He does give him that St. Christopher's medal, though. Yes. Yes, he does. But, yeah, he plays it out. Uh, Virginia um, – tell Strand and Alicia they've been reassigned and that hopefully they won't uh, disappoint in their new assignment like they did in their previous assignment. Um, and for a minute when, so when they get to where they're going, um, cause obviously they get in the SWAT van, they, they get taken there it, and they walk in that warehouse looking thing with the, with the door. It, it I wasn't clear there. I'm like, okay, this looks like they're back at where we were at the beginning at, uh, before the cold open, but everything was all cleaned up and everything. And I was like, okay, is this is this like a different like a different building in the same complex? Is this is 
is there more than one of these and this is like some kind of like like this is another camp uh, it, to me it wasn't clear just because because everything was so messy um before and now everything's was looked much cleaner um but but anyway it, we found out it is the same 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 place well, the weird um, part for me was right when they got off the truck, like as soon, almost as soon as they get off the truck, somebody run pa- runs past them, like trying to run away, and gets like ten feet away from him and gets shot. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so Oops. they're like right at the edge there. <laughs> they're like right on the border. They take two steps to the left, they're gonna get shot. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was weird. That the, was Ranger, the... the Rangers suck. That's my takeaway from yeah. a lot of this. The Rangers suck. And that was the whole like, oh, we have to show that this is like prison, and if you try and run away, you're going to get shot, just like in prison. Um, but they run into to Charlie, who says she's been put there because she's tried to escape what three times I think she's tried to run three times, and they finally caught her and sent her off here. Um, yeah. And then Jan- I was trying to remember who Janice was. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I. I uh... I, I could not remember who I mean, obviously she was in I, I couldn't remember maybe she was was she back at the baseball diamond or something or I know everybody's there are people yelling at their iPads or uh, iPods. Well right like now, she's not even in like the Wikipedia page of List of Fear the Walking Dead characters. <laughs> so I mean I don't I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, Well obviously she wasn't like as far back as the like the begin she wasn't in there with Strand in the in the original cells because that was you know way out in, in California she- and she started in the like the end of season five. The first episode she showed in was uh, "Leave What You Don't." Which yeah. part of um, what's his head's little group that was wanting the gas? A woman who called Alicia and Strand for help and was saved by Wes. Now you're wondering which one's Wes. <laughs> right by mine. Okay, well that that at least makes more sense. Huh? Right. I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, I knew it was had to be someone because there was. Too yeah, much I just time. couldn't place it. And she lived. That was the other thing too. Yes, <laughs> it wasn't like Walking Walking Dead again, where you know that random new character was introduced just so they could get pulled apart by zombies later on. Yes. Um, so apparently, Strand has a plan uh, at this point for how they can they can escape. He he wants to try and you know kill the guards and make an escape. Um. We find out we find Sanjay, who who was the cowardly fellow from the very the, from before the cold open, um, and apparently those room the rooms when they open them up have molasses in them. So that's that. So then it it starts to come together. It's like oh that's what was gooping out of the of the door when they when they opened it. And so he kind of gives them the lowdown of of what's going on there. Um, they find Dakota, who's a stowaway in in the. Uh, went there because she's trying to get away from Virginia. She says she's Virginia's sister, um, and she tells him that there is a weapon in the warehouse, and that's what Virginia's after, and that's what all these people keep uh, keep trying to go after, trying to get to, and clearing out the the walkers. That there's something dangerous in there, and and that's what's going on. I don't trust. I do not trust her. She also said she had seen their old tapes, so she was a stand. Yes, and that's why she thought yes. that they would help her uh, escape. She was yes. a strand stand. She's a right, strand stand. Yeah. There you go. She's part of the SS. That doesn't. That tracks, right? Wait. That's fine. I don't think you want to use that one. I don't want it. Is that bad? Is that a bad thing? I think thing? that might not be one you'd want to use. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I want to workshop that a little more, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, 
spoilers for the episode we're reviewing that you're listening to on this podcast. The idea is that she needs like Strand, but she needs like a leader, I guess, right, Ginny? Like that's her goal yeah. here. Yeah. Because it's like she keep. I was like trying to make make sense of this logic, where it's like she keeps sending people in, but she needed Strand the whole time. No, she just needed like the person that would do this was the goal all along, which is dumb. But <laughs> I, I I guess what she was thinking done is like. Before. Hey, I'm gonna send six people at this thing to figure it out, and mm-hmm. it and <clears throat> like on an individual bait, like you can't just approach it as like, hey, there's these six people gonna do this thing. That it has to be somebody that takes charge and says, hey, I'm gonna pull these people together. We're gonna make a plan. We're gonna do this, this, and this, and this is how we're gonna tackle it. Like everybody kept approaching it from like, Hey, six random people that are going to try and stay alive and none of them try and work together. I, I, I guess that's, it's, the, it's like putting people into like an escape room and being like the one that, the one that's the leader in all this, that solves the problem. He's going to lead our team for now on, except they're using, you know, actual lives and it's dumb. That's, that was my thought of this whole thing. Well, to me, like they did this with strand before I thought, and I can't remember when, but it just felt like somebody did this whole thing of, I'm testing Strand to see if he's smart enough to do like Daniel's tested with, with stuff. Yeah. Well, I meant to work for them. Like, Fair, yeah, I, like Strand's been enough. pushed in different directions in this manner. I agree. There's been That's, episodes I, of that. <laughs> I, I will say this at least makes more sense than what I thought, which is that there was, cause I kept thinking like a ray gun or something in there. <laughs> if there's a weapon of some sort in there. Why the hell? Like how did how did it get into a molasses factor? I just well, thought it was oil. At there first. was that, and because I was like, is it is it maybe like a tank that somebody stashed at the beginning of the apocalypse or something? I mean, who knows? Or somebody made a dirty bomb and had it in there? I don't know. Well, my whole thing was like Virginia is this hard ass, like has this army of people and all this stuff going on, and she literally can't open a door and clear out a bunch of walkers, mm-hmm. like. Why wouldn't you just open the door and just open fire? Like just I think that, that's what Aaron is saying though. She had the she had the situation and she wanted to use it to try to uh, elicit a leader. Uh, right. I think, but, I think that's what we're supposed to believe anyway. Right. So I, I mean, I, you're right, Russ. It'd be much easier for her to just grab twenty of her rangers, yeah. throw up the door, and just go ballistic. But right. And I mean, that's why I'm saying I'm glad that we got the story we got because if there truly was a weapon in there. The logic, as I'm watching this episode, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, why, like, why are they attacking? If there's a, if there truly is a weapon in there, why are they going about it this way? This doesn't make sense. And so the fact that that's not what it was, that made me at least feel better to say, okay, at least this wasn't the, they weren't doing the dumb thing that I thought they were doing, which would be really dumb. They were doing this other, uh, this other thing that is like less dumb and at least can be reasoned. But it's still pretty dumb. Still pretty dumb. I mean, yeah, whole, it's true. Uh, plan it, is still it's pretty a dumb. Lot, it's just a lot of steps for yes. one thing. It's, it's not like, illogically dumb. It's like, just you're throwing you're throwing a lot at me to get there. It's a long walk to be like, okay, I have to pe- I have to think of these all these different different elements, which is I guess fine overall. It's a show, and we're talking about it now. Like that's the whole right. point, right? You're going to keep people talking about the show and like the characters and what have you. But I do think there's like there's a lot of steps here. Trouble, trouble, trouble. It's just sometimes it's just too much trouble. Yeah. Um, so so anyway, so they, they come up with a plan. Uh, you know, Strand wants to. So Strand and Alicia kind of have two different methodologies for this. Uh, Alicia and Dakota are are on the track of let's get the weapon, use it against them, 
and we can potentially use it against Virginia and and basically get our people back. But if we if we use if we do Strand's way and just kill these Rangers and escape, then she's just going to continue to hunt us down until the end of time and then kill everybody else that we that we know, like, you you know, the 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 rest of the group that we haven't that we haven't seen yet or so far this season. Um, And so then Dakota even mentions about the deal Strand made and Alicia's like, what are you talking about? And so that's when Strand kind of confesses to what, you know, we know from from basically the end of last season. But Strand made a deal to keep him and Ver- him and Alicia together um, because he feels like he needs her as kind of his the balance to him. Like he he's trying to be a better person, trying to be be a better man. Um, I you know especially in light of like what happened with Madison and everything that you know he wanted to specifically stick with her and he cut a deal with Virginia to make that to make that happen. Um, which we'll see how that plays out a little later. Um, so they, they decide to execute on their plan, um, which I thought the, this is the part I thought was actually cool. I mean, it, they, they lined up a bunch of, um, like horse trailers and put some sides on them and built it right up to the door. They opened up the door, which, you know, you know, voila, magically the door opens up with no problem. Now it's, everything's easy peasy. Um, and of course the walkers come out and I, I really liked the, the, almost the, you know, the, the 300 style approach. It's like, okay, you guys, you know, stab, clear, next row, stab, clear, next row. You know, they kind of, they kind of had a, had a rhythm going to, to clear the walkers out. And then of course it, you know, invariably like everything, it, you know, your plan falls to shit and, um, the sides start to collapse and, you know, the, the, of course the Rangers, um, uh, get, get pulled in. Um, man, and these Rangers just, like are a dime a dozen, right? Like they should all be wearing red yes, shirts. They suck. Like I you said, think, yeah, no <laughs> doubt. Gosh, I mean, this is terrible. more proof. They both, not only do they both die, but like they both leave their guns full of ammo. Behind yes, them, you know? right. Yeah. And then the the, the part they that have, they, like, hold on, we got to pause. They have guns. I mean, I just yes. don't like. And Here's Virginia's that. army has guns. I, it's just so dumb to me. Like this whole idea of we need to we need to find a leader. The best way we can do it is take away all chance of survival and just hope that one emerges eventually. That is such a that's like that's like a Thanos plan. It's like let's let's, well, let's make everything more question. difficult. Yeah, let's not take these people that we actually have been training for the last God knows how many years that are armed and equipped and and loyal like straight up, right? Like you're chancing the fact that these people you're taking as prisoners are going to suddenly become loyal to you because they were, um, That's the other thing. You survival of the fittest, that are already, right? already loyal. And you're like, let me take the yeah. people that hate me and see if yes. that works. <laughs> like, I just don't understand. And then like, what's the, once the people that are competent with guns, get the guns two seconds and the whole thing's done. And you're waiting because you need strand to maybe be the one that rises to the top. Come on. It makes no sense. And, but, <laughs> I, I, I just want to go back just to Strand's and Alicia's plan here. Why? They had a pretty decent setup, but why would you not just close both doors on the cattle trail? That confused me, too. Why like, are you not yeah. lining up along the sides of it with long spears and poking them in the head as they're coming down? Like yeah. even then, you just like you open the, you have you open the gate right. They all come out, close the mm-hmm. gate, then stab, 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 clear it out, right. move them out, open the open gate again, gate. fill the gate. Like I, it just we're we're five average guys that are talking about this right now. Like it's not a hard plan to come up with. Yeah, 
Well, that and the whole, and then of course it starts to fall apart, right? We, we would have all made it through Ginny's management school then. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'd all yeah, have. We would have got that accreditation. Okay. We could have gone on to uh, on uh, what's the fucking town called? <laughs> um, Lawton, yeah, Lawton linked in and uh, got a job and proceeded and got medals or something. But, and then the the sides fall apart, right? Which is kind of be should be the pressure point. Uh-huh. But yet they don't all start pouring yeah. out of the side like <laughs> crazy. Like, like I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Like they closed the door, like it made it. It just made no sense. I um, just figured. Have you ever like with brown sugar and you have it in a canister and you take it out, it's just stuck in glops. In my college that's, days. That's how I'm thinking how it was. Maybe they just were so stuck together with the molasses that they just couldn't like as a group all fit out that side. that's that's giving too much credit to the show like i yeah. i hear what you're saying <laughs> yeah, I, I that's, give, that, that's giving too much credit to give them something here aaron i mean <laughs> I this know. is a hairbrained <laughs> thing to begin with like if they wanted to play at the molasses angle we would have seen some really cool molasses stuff like i would have loved to see more like i'm stuck to him i can't do anything but we got very little of that i was disappointed in the lack of molasses based action honestly you had the one where you had like was it Janice? You allow so many molasses on screen at a time. <laughs> you had you had Janice or you had Charlie. Which one of them got stuck? Like pulled back. Charlie. Charlie was Charlie. Charlie. Yeah, because she was giving serious vibes to Dakota. Um, <laughs> it's right there. You, you we all saw it. Um, it like that was the one time when they're like, oh, the molasses makes a difference because you grabbed her hair and she's all stuck and everything. It's like they, there could have been a lot of this. I would have been happy to see somebody get like stuck by the leg. Yeah, I, I I guess in this whole bit with the with the with funneling them through, I, I never really paid much attention to the molasses. Like I yeah I, I don't know what it was. I just couldn't see. Like it was clear in the in the cold open, uh-huh. and then when they did this bit, I don't know. It just be it became not clear to me that that's what was going on. Um, and like I I want to think listeners are maybe thinking we're nitpicking too too much. It's like no, this is a show where there have been elaborate zombie based action sequences. That's why I'm picking it apart. There, if you're going to introduce that element, use that element. Like yeah. that's fun. Give me something fun to work with. I don't want to see random people get shot by stupid rangers. I want to see zombies being stuck together with molasses. Yeah. Well, once they realize, like a, or, or, it would have been fun to see like a zombie limb or you know a chattering yeah. skull stuck to someone's back or something. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Give me that. I agree, Aaron. There was a lot of potential <laughs> squandered here in this episode for you know molasses hijinks. Um, so once they realize that they're kind of in a bit of a bind and they're they're doing their best to they they close the side back up so Janice and the rest of them are kind of holding it in uh, you know they're doing their best to try and kill him Strand realizes that he's got to do something to lead him off so uh, he he takes off and with uh, with Dakota and he goes inside there's an RV parked outside he goes inside the RV and who's in the RV but Sanjay the coward. <laughs> Who says he just he just can't he just can't he's holding I a butter knife. I wrote Sanjay sucks in my notes by the way. Yes, when he nice. dis- when he when he disappeared just from the gate I'm like what the yeah. f- this guy like yeah. you're not even in the action like you're you're away from everything you and you're still can't. running away like this yeah. is the one oh my god I couldn't handle this guy yeah. and like I I I was trying to think are they gonna make him part of the cast like is it gonna have a good arc and yeah. I I'm not gonna say I'm glad that he died but. At the same time, it's like, this guy's dead weight. Like, he's not helping whatsoever. <laughs> I didn't cry about him, that's for sure. Literally. So uh, Strand takes uh, Sanjay's butter knife and uh, says, you know, come with me, come with me, and tells Dakota to stay there. So they go outside. 
the van. Well, first he tries blowing the horn. The horn he just, yeah. transfers blowing the horn, blowing the horn, blowing the horn. Nothing. None of them come. Any other time in The Walking Dead, whenever they a loud noise run. is made, no matter what's mm-hmm. going on, all the zombies move. Not right. this time. Um, we literally had a season finale featuring talking heads that did that exact thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah, they, yeah we, had a, we had an episode of World Beyond where they used noise to attract mm-hmm. the zombies away, too. So. Yeah. Well, but Sanjay says, oh, they'll choose fresh meat over noise any day. And they, I'm like, sure. You sure about that, Sanjay? Yeah, that had been proven. So once he realizes he, he, Strand grabs Sanjay, they go around to the front of the of of the van and Strand stabs him in the leg and uh, throws him basically as bait. So this is kind of like this is old school Strand, right? This is this, this is, is where I was. What I'm talking about right here. I wrote in, in all caps. Strand's got a strand. <laughs> yes, yes. Because <laughs> this is the strand that we uh, we saw. Right. Yes. In the show. It's pretty hardcore. Like I was. Yes. I was surprised yeah. that he went this way, especially because he he didn't even like try to like. I thought it. I wasn't sure. Like it's versus like, is he just gonna stab him to just to like draw them in, then he can like pull them away? It's like no, he just let them have him. Like it's, it's just this guy's just gone and. Yeah, I can't blame them. I I I like seeing Strand do a Strand thing every now and then. Like, and they like testing him, right? They like they like him going back and forth between the the you know the dark side of his personality and, and yeah. being with the group. So I I figured he was going to kill that guy once he once he got that look in the eye. Mm-hmm. I figured it was going to be something where he was gonna, he was going to throw him to the wolves again, like he's done before. Strand has those situational ethics. It, yes. It, yes. It, helps, it helps that Coleman Domingo is like one of the best actors in this cast. So exactly. It's like, yeah, all right, let, let him have exactly. something, something crazy to do. He's able to pull it off. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. You see it. You see it in his eyes. Like he pulls it off very well in his in his facial expressions that he's gonna do it. Like you can almost see the the gears moving in his head where he's like, you know what, f it. I'm using you as the as the bait. Like you're no good anyway. Like I can't use you for my plan because you're too much of a coward anyway. So you just you, if anybody has to be sacrificed, it's got to be you. And that was it. Yeah. So at this point, they're able to lure him off enough away. Alicia is able to get to the guns, and they come out and just shoot the rest of the walkers um, instantly. Instant gun instantly. just yes. like that. Done. So then, of course, they all go inside the warehouse, and this is – so, again, this is where I it kind of confused me because yes. I didn't see, like, this molasses sticking everywhere on the floor, like nobody's mm-hmm. tripping over it, you know, any of that. And they're looking around, and it looks like just a bunch of uh, water tanks and things, and they're like, there's no, there's no weapon here. And Dakota's convinced that, no, there's a weapon. Like, this is her plan. Like, she wanted – she had to get to this, and – um, so then they decide they need to sneak, a, you know, that they're basically hosed at this point because there's no weapon. Uh, Virginia's on her way. The Rangers are closing in. There's too many of them. They're kind of they're kind of stuck. Um, so, of course, Virginia shows up. They all go outside and Virginia relays her plan that, no, that the, the weapon strand was the weapon, that they were the weapon. That was the whole point of this thing to, to begin with is. To find a leader, to find somebody that was smart and crafty and had enough leadership skills to rally together these troops um, and uh, uh, and succeed in this task. And she said, well, she said she's building an army in Francis for what? And they're going after someone. So I, I assume 
again, that the reason she's building this army is to go after Morgan. Like, that's the purpose. Oh, yeah. She made, she said, like, there's a guy out there and all this stuff. Right. When this aired and she gave that monologue, if you heard this giant creaking noise, that was the sound of my eyes rolling so <laughs> yeah. far into yeah. the back of my skull that I could not even see my own brain. I'm yeah. right there with you. <laughs> I'm just like, really? Come on, this is it, really? We they go back to 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 the base or their did home. You say, or, did you say he gets his little medal? Uh, oh yes, yes. So Virginia has a full key with the green background, and uh, so to to keep with the cult motif, mm-hmm. um, Strand has a a green background with a portion of a key. So I guess. I guess the the longer the key you have, the higher the rank you are. I guess that's you know the more teeth on the key that that signifies your rank. I'm assuming. Seemed a little culty to me. A little culty. Charlie's getting her hair kind of trimmed up from obviously where it had all the goop and and it was getting pulled on. So Daniel straightening it up and even Charlie tries to reach out to Daniel and he he's just still you know, he's 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 uh, sticking to his story. And she even grabs the ukulele and tries to play, and or the banjo, I guess, and tries to play. And he's he's recognizes it's the Trevor Woolberry song, and says it's a nice tune, but he doesn't he doesn't remember uh, teaching it to her. Strand then talks to Alicia and says, you know, hey, you've been re, you know, that I I had you, I had Virginia reassign you, um, but but I'm you're not you're not coming with me. And that we got to split up. And she's like, well, I thought you said this whole bit about like, you know, you remember you, you know, I remind you who you were. And he's like, yeah, that's why you need to go, because I I need to be something uh, different. Like he he says he needs to be old strand, not new strand. Um, and he can't be he can't be old strand if if Alicia's around. So he gives her the St. Christopher's medal and uh, and she takes off with uh, with the rest of them. And strand is left to to strand where he's at. Um <laughs> This is becoming a real verb here. Yeah. Strand be stranded. Strand be stranded. Next week, strand strands all the way to Smurf Smurfston. Yes. Uh, So at the end of the episode, we find that Daniel uh, and the the ranger are headed back to Virginia, and uh, they get in their horse-drawn carriage, and Daniel's like, oh, I left my good scissors back in the... Back, back in the building, I, I have to have them. And he's like, because he whistled earlier and he heard the whistle back. Mm-hmm. And so then he said, "Oh, I forgot my good scissors. They're they're back in there. I have to have them." And the guy's like, "Oh, whatever." And he's like, "No, you don't. You know." But he convinces him that he's going to be in trouble if he can't if he can't cut hair like he needs to cut, especially with Virginia being apparently obsessed with keeping her bangs uh, at at the at the right length. This is this yeah. is super minor, but what happens when he goes back there? And there aren't any scissors, right? Well, I guess because he, you obviously Daniel's not all there. Yeah, so, so you just be like, oh, I had him the whole time, or something. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I he's know. obviously he's 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 playing off the mental deficiency thing. So fair enough. Um, so then he whistles again. He hears the whistle back. He gets up. He starts walking, and uh, somebody comes up and talks to him. And of course, I was like, okay, this is Morgan. Um, and of course, it is Morgan with a and, hat. Yes, and a hat. beard. And, and the beard. Hot, it's like, a, oh, it looks like you need a haircut. You, my friend. Yes. Yes. And Morgan agrees. And then Daniel looks up at him and he goes, it's good to see you again, Morgan. And like, I was like, yes. <laughs> he he looks a lot. 
That's right. When it them still two, was cool. Was like, even though I knew it was coming, yeah. I was like, okay, this is still cool. Like, yeah. I yeah. like badass Morgan who's on a like on a mission. Like, yeah. this is like clear Morgan, except not crazy Morgan. Like, yeah, he's focused. Like, he's this focused. Is focused more. That's perfect. That's the yeah. perfect way to perfect put it. Perfect figure now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't want to go through the whole thing of I can't kill. I got to, you know, I don't want to kill or, or yeah. being all remorseful. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, we're out, we're out of that. I mean, he took yeah. he took he didn't have to take a battle axe if he wasn't gonna you know break some heads. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. I'm glad <laughs> yes. I'm glad we're past that now. And now yes. we're in, you know we have a clear. I don't know why you know I don't know why you keep calling him Morgan because Morgan Jones is dead. Morgan Jones is dead. Oh, yeah. that's right. You're Morgan dealing with dead. somebody new now. This is new Morgan. Were you paying attention last Jones. week? New Are you saying he has to become someone else? He has to become, become something, something, something else. else. Uh, so that's where we leave Fear the Walking Dead. You failed, uh, City. You fa- yes, you <laughs> failed this apocalypse. <laughs> what do we give our busters for, for this? this? Can we give our, 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 our Toby's? What are for our Toby's sh- for this episode? Can we give 20 Toby's for the next show? For the next episode? Oh, I don't know. How many Toby's do you give this one, Daryl? Oh, I going to do this one? Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> ooh, wow. And then molasses, and then they didn't. Okay, carry the one. I will give it. Do you need a? Do you, would you like a slide rule? I need a chart. I'm writing a protractor, <laughs> maybe a protractor or something. It will get two and a half Tobys for me, just because I'm so excited for what's gonna happen. When you, for that ending we got. Yeah, uh, Aaron. You know, I was so high on last week's episode where. <laughs> The dumb garage stuff right away at the opening was like, this is a come down. <laughs> like, I like the idea here, but then there's just like some nonsense stuff with the, like just the Rangers kept pissing me off where it's yes. like, how, how do you, it's the same kind of thing of like, how can, when we first got like the saviors where it's like, how can mm-hmm. you be this inept yet be in power? Yeah. And I guess that's a really exactly. stupid question given the world I currently live in. But I, regardless, wow. damn, you're right. It's like, <laughs> is that really a stretch? Really? Yeah. I get, you know, as I, I said that out loud, I realize how dumb that sounds. So that, that's on me. Uh, but like, I was just not into this episode as much as I was into last week's episode. Mm-hmm. But I still like thought there was some stuff here that worked like the strand, like strand being strand got a strand. That, that was that's good. <laughs> Seeing Daniel give a haircut. That's something I didn't see coming. And Morgan in a hat. Like there's a lot of stuff there. So like I'm at like a three Tobies. Like it's it's fine. It's just, you know, last week was awesome. <laughs> Jim? Going right down the middle on this. Every time I thought that there was something decent and cool, they would turn around and do something dumb. Yeah. Like like the, the opening part was okay, like filmed okay, but the premise was dumb. Strand stranding was cool, but like the ending of him saying he's gotta go be someone else and all this is kinda dumb. Daniel coming back and teaming up with Morgan and all is really cool. But like other stuff was kind of, I mean, just it seemed like all the interesting, cool stuff kept getting beaten out by dumb stuff. So I'm just gonna give it a straight 2.5, like average, right down the middle. Rich. Yeah. Um. It. I. I thought it was an okay episode. I mean, it turned out to be a little sweet. Got sticky in a few places, but it was okay. Um. <laughs> and so. Ah. You. But, uh, I don't know, there was a lot, it's almost, I mean, Jim's got it right, it's like they something that was really cool or neat or interesting, and then just something that was just completely, like, it just seems when it comes to anything that has to do with Ginny 
being the mastermind of anything, mm-hmm. it just results in dumb things. And I also think Dakota's a complete plant. I think she's, I think it's a Lydia 2.0. She's there. She's going to betray the, the gang back to Ginny, but then grow over time and redeem herself and become part of the group. I think that's where that's going to end up going. I hope not because they've played that story over and over again in all these Walking Deads, but um, that's the fear I have of this Walking Dead. I'm honestly it's the fear of Walking Dead. Yeah. I'm honestly surprised <laughs> Strand, Strand did not use her as a hostage. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I thought that yeah. was going to be his go-to yeah. move when they when he knew he was there was no weapon and that Jenny was closing in. I thought that was going to be his... You know, it probably know. crossed his mind. But yeah, I'm just... I'm pretty... I'm pretty much okay with the episode um i what i did enjoy you know the daniel stuff the especially there at the end and whatnot and um and of course strand stranding away so i i'm with i, I was going straight with three three totes on this one uh i am in the 2.5 bed i think i was really leaning towards like a two until the the bit at the end the daniel bit at the end uh, with with Morgan, I think was what did it. I mean, Ruben Blades just really played that off well when he just kind of looks at him and just says, "Hello, Morgan." Like it just was, it was very, it was just very well done. The 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 shift, so that that kicked it up from two to two and a half. Four. I didn't think I'd be the high one on this episode. But okay, yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, Pollyanna, geez. The strange yeah. stuff just does a lot for me. What can I say? What'd you give it, Aaron? A three? Three. Yeah. That's what I gave it. I know. I, I just I feel like I, I said I said the most nice things in this rating about it. <laughs> you must have gotten a check from AMC this week. <laughs> I mean I'm not saying I did it, but you know. Were you part of the big Disney layoffs and they can't pay you to review anymore? So now you're just... We don't need to get into that drama, but I mean, I'm just really big on uh, <laughs> Gangs of London on AMC right now, on AMC Plus. You got to subscribe to AMC Plus. It's just a thing you have to do. AMC Plus uh, available now on all <laughs> networks and streaming services. Cut the check. That's it. That gang. Have you ever, have you ever watched Gangs of London? No, it's, no. it's created by the guy that in. made. It's created oh. by the guy that made the raid. It's fucking awesome. Ooh, it's so It has like the wow. best action I've ever seen in TV. It is insane. But who cares what we think? You guys told us what you think. <laughs> That's so, right. I think Russ had to walk out to the latrine or something. Uh, so what did you think of Welcome to the Club, everybody? Well, you come over to the Facebook.com slash Walking Dead TV podcast group and tell us. Tell us. Join the group. You can be like Johnny Storr. And tell us, okay, first off, five out of casting out of five. Wow. Virginia's Virginia's sister, I had to stop and Google if she was a real-life actor's sister. And she's she's not, no relation. Was Daniel playing like he had amnesia or did he hit his head? I knew Morgan, obviously, so I didn't know if I missed something because of the scar on his head. He's faking it, dude. Totally. Uh, Kevin Berry, four point five butter knife stat, butter knife backstabbing strands out of five. Say that five times fast. Uh, I like the new challenge with the slippery walkers and the warehouse for our heroes to contend with. I could see through Daniel's act the whole time, but love that part of the story. Excited to keep seeing where the world is going. Still need to watch World Beyond. Won't get my big mo in in time. That's okay, Kevin. Get us next time. Yukiyoshi Sawada, and I need to hydrate before this, of course. Five, poorly run prison camps out of five. One, so it's a prison camp, right? Virginia has a prison camp. Yep. 
really leaning into the bad guy, eh? Uh, two, yo, Marcus, a little advice. Don't shit where you eat, man. Maybe that'll solve your lunch problem. Three, 11 guards? A whole bunch of walkers. Yeah, we take this prison. Uh, 11, uh, three again. Uh, is it just me? He had two threes this time. Is it just me, or does this place let their prisoners wander? This place is barely managed. Four, I approve of Victor killing Sanjay. He wasn't going to make it. In fact, he should have died off before now. He, Eugene, with... Oh, he's Eugene without the character growth and smarts. <laughs> the weak die, the strong survive. Five, so Virginia is looking for a key to, a sub, to the sub, and she wants an army. Hear me out here. Is she building her own army to go against the CRM? I thought she was part of the CRM. I don't think she's mm. part of the CRM. No, I don't okay. think... I didn't get that. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, six, Daniel faking or really pacified, got a 50-50, I'd be fine with it either way. Is Skidmark okay? <laughs> I don't know. Seven, Victor wearing a 24 on his jumpsuit was a tribute to Kobe Bryant, who died earlier in the year. Kempai. And David B. the third wrote in, 4.5 loads of crap out of 5. That opening was extraordinary. I honestly thought they were about to kill off two of the three remaining first season characters. I like the methodical way Strand worked through the warehouse of walkers. However, it's disappointing how he reverted to that old self and disposed of Sanjay as I felt betrayed. I need more Ginny. Wow. Okay. Thank you for giving us your uh, your feedback, guys. Really appreciate it. And any, like I said, every week, please give us your uh, your feedback uh, and let us know what you think about the episodes as they come out. And now, let's scoot on to World Beyond. Walking Dead World Beyond. The this world. is called the huh? It's Walking the Walking Dead colon World Beyond. Let's make sure I get that right. Thank you. Uh, episode three: The Tiger and the Lamb. Uh, the title comes from a poem by uh, William Blake that is quoted later in the episode. Okay. Um. This the way we had like last episode. We have flashbacks of Felix going back. Uh, we have flashbacks of Silas all episode this time. We kind of get to Silas' backstory. Uh, we see, like, first flash, we see a younger Silas. He's in the back of an ambulance. He's got blood all over his hands. He can't stop shaking. And he, he evidently lashed out at a guy, punching him over and over and crying. It might have been his father. They don't say for sure. Um, but the kid, they wake up in the tire fire. <laughs> just wake so, up. It's one yeah, of just easy, wake up in the tire fire. Easy night sleeps and smoke. You know it, buddy. Uh, and it's Hope, and then she's talking to him over the walkie-talkie. She's going to turn on the, the siren, and then everybody will be able to get out. And they you know, they try to talk her out of it, but she doesn't go to it. Um, Silas is still having problems. He carries everybody's bags. Uh, he comes across a, a, a zombie, and he kind of has another flashback to the plaid-shirted guy that he attacked. Uh, but then he realizes it's just a zombie, and he walks away. We also get another flashback of uh, Silas's uncle. He, he sponsors him to join Campus Colony. And then uh, he is like the janitor there, you know, wearing a Walkman. And uh, like the kids at Monument High, uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't want to work there. But Felix, you know, Felix tells him that's not, you know, an option to attend. But he just says he wants to work there. And he ends up there as a janitor. And, uh, you know, they all talk about him behind his back, and he's got his uh, Walkman. By the way, old school cassette Walkman. Yeah, right. he's, he's different. I uh, <laughs> these, uh, these flashbacks, like last week we talked about them, and while 
it appeared our some of the listeners that sent in ratings were taken by them. I know we were less impressed uh, just given how how written they all seemed. And I feel like this one goes in the opposite direction. It's underwritten, but to a point that's frustrating. Am I wrong there? No, because here's no. My, here's one of my biggest problems with this entire episode. Spoiler for the end of it, but we never get a payoff from it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine with the keeping it a mystery throughout this episode. This doesn't need to be a thread throughout the season or a few episodes. I was really pissed that we did not get, like, what he actually did that cost him to have this reputation. We got hints. But like you said, very frustrating. Very frustrating. Yeah, we had hints from the from word go, you know, from the go too, from the beginning. We right. had hints all along and here we get a little more hints, a little more backstory, but yeah, you're right. He doesn't really pay off in any way. Um one day he's cleaning out the lab and he runs into Iris. And uh she drops a poem uh, from William Blake, Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright, in the, you know, Fires of the Night. Um, and he, you know, he, re- he reads the poem, and he ends up hearing it in her voice later in the episode. Um, they, kids, the kids, uh, the kids make it to an office building, and they uh, find some cans of Chef Boyardee in there. Um, they find Felix and Huck in there, behind a stuck door. And, uh, they're, they're kind of, they're like, no, we're going to go, we're going to get hope. And Felix wants to go out and search for him. And Iris is like, no, we already have a plan. We already have this going on. Um, Huck kind of taunts Silas a little bit about his reputation again. Um, meanwhile, Hope makes it to the top, makes it to the roof, finds a siren. But she has to put it together and take it apart. I'm, I'm sorry. Oh, look, uh, an angel just got his wings. <laughs> so, anyway. She's able to manually rev up the siren and the rest run to the exit. Um, Hope makes it there herself. Well, first she, she put tr- it together and then... She right, well, she, well, she had to take it apart, then put it together and yeah. then manually rev it up, yeah. I thought I'd said... I'm sorry if I didn't say that, Daryl. Thanks. But anyway, she, um, she like, twists her ankle and some zombies are following her and then she realizes that she's in the middle of an oil spill. Hey, it happens. I'm gonna I'm gonna light it up, and then Hope reunites with the group, and then they get um, attacked by zombies, and Hope and Iris kill their first zombies. Aw, sisters bonding, bonding over killing walkers, empty sadness. Yeah. Now when right. she lights the oil on fire, she's kind of calm in that moment. So I'm thinking you're in the apocalypse. Supplies are not readily available. Why would you take a nice, perfectly workable lighter and just throw it in there? You bend down and light it, or light up something and throw that in there. Why would you waste that lighter? Rich, That's not that what the cool kids do. Yeah, that doesn't look Rich, cool. Bend doing? down? What is this? A, a center for knees? No, no, you, you, you're wrong, Rich. What you should have done is turned her back. Throw yes. the lighter over her shoulder exactly. and not looked while yeah. it all caught on fire and exploded. Huff and then the sunglasses float down right onto her face. Yeah. 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 They, they waste the rest of their music licensing budget on the Who. <laughs> right. Yeah! Um, they uh, they fight their way out and then uh, they end up in this thing where um, a, 
all these stacks of tires behind a fence are falling, and they're, 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 it's the only way out, and Silas has to hold it up. He's like doing this Incredible Hulk uh, from Secret Wars bit, where he's holding up the wall so they yeah. all get through. He's, like, he's holding the door. He's and holding, then hold the door. Hodor, Hodor, yeah. So and then uh, Doctor Who Junior is like, wait, I forgot my stuff, and he has to run back through <laughs> Indiana Jones style, run back before he gets like you know, Silas lets him go and crush, crushes everything. I'm sorry, I forget that character's name. Elton. I just call him think right. Thanks. The sixth of them is Doctor Who Junior because that's the way he dresses. Later, they're fit, they're uh, they're relaxing by some water. They got a pocket fisherman, which I thought was cool. And Felix and Huck are like, "Nope, you're going home." And Iris is like, "Nope, we're not." And the other kids like, "Nope, we're not." And then Felix and Huck are like, "Well, I guess we're gonna have to go with them and make sure they don't die." Hope confesses to Iris about uh, their mom's death and how she killed the pregnant woman. Uh, they hug it out. Oh, Iris like Sal- bandages Silas's hand, and they kind of have a moment together there, and they walk off into the down the road. And then this is the part that I wanted to talk about. We get uh, Julia Ormond here in her luxury loft apartment, I guess. Kublek. Uh, yeah, Kublek, in the in the middle of the CRM, and she they bring this dude in. Uh, Major Barca, who was there during the, uh, where they took out the campus colony and killed all those people. And he's like, he's feeling a lot of misgivings about what they did, you know, about the uh, the slaughter, right? So she's like, she says, well, I mean, he mentions this. And then she, this weird flex, she like walks all around the apartment and turns everything on. Like she turns the oven on, the stove on, the radio on, the espresso machine, even though there's nothing in it. The water, everything on, and then tells him about all the things they have, right? And then um, she says, you know, they were they were a threat, and he says, I don't think, uh, I didn't think they were a threat. Just to, just to pause oh. real quick with the with the turning all the stuff on. Did you did you at first think like is she trying to like hide something like they're recording everything they're saying or something like that? I thought that at first, but when she turned on a bunch of stuff like that, I realized it was just a flex. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. Like, if it had just been the radio or the water or something, they'd be like, oh, we've seen that before. It's because yeah. it's just being recorded. We have all of this, and this yes. is at stake. Right. And she says there's 200,000 of them. 200,000 souls depend on her. They're the light of the world, she says. And then uh, she's, you know, he says, I don't think they're that much of a threat. And she goes, sit down, I'll make you some soup. So they have some soup, and there's a knock at the door, and there's two two stormtroopers, CRM stormtroopers, taking wanting to take Barker to the health and welfare complex. Um, That's probably totally cool and very friendly. Of course, sure. with a name like health and I mean, they want his health and welfare, right? I it's, mean, they brought in two stormtroopers to help with that too, and you know, oh, yeah. Wait she, a minute, stormtroopers, SS. Oh no, this Dakota thing's ah, not going to work at all. Also, seems like a cult. <laughs> Uh, and then he's supposed to reside there until he is deemed fit to return to service, although it's going to be in a more labor-oriented position. And he says he doesn't think he's ever going to return to service, and she says, Kublik says if that's the case, then he's never going to leave the complex. Dun, dun, dun. And, you know, the whole light of the world, you know, dogma or whatever, uh, he shouts as a lie, and she and asks if she ever thinks about the lives they took that day in Omaha. And then when she's by herself... 
She turns on everything in the apartment again, by herself, sits down over a map, takes a sip of wine, and cries. Okay. Now, what I wanted to talk about at the end of this real quick before we talk about the episode in whole, mm -hmm. there is a rampant speculation going on on the internet, right, that the CRM health and welfare complex is probably where they took Rick. Yep. For conditioning or for whatever they were, you know, deeming him fit for service or whatever the euphemism is they use, right? And that is what they're saying. Uh, that is what they're saying is the first tie into where they took Rick or whatever. But, I mean, there's no evidence of it in the episode. It's just a prevalent theory I've seen a lot on the interwebs. I just wanted to mention it. All right. Sure. All of the evidence they present, what little they have, is circumstantial and very much a stretch. I don't know if it's much of a stretch. It's just that's an option, sure. And I want to also mention, since Rush shouted, or we talked about Arrow earlier, I didn't, couldn't place it before, but Felix's jacket looks just like Speedy's uh, jacket from the Arrow TV series. I thought that, too, when he had the hood up. I was like, oh. Yes. Mm, yeah. Exactly. It looked like uh, Colton Haynes. Yeah, I got like a blandly handsome white guy vibe from Felix also. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Short hair. You know, I get it. Um, red, red leather, yeah. The, to go back to this, because this is the first I've heard of the, this theory thing. I mean, either is or it, you know, it's something else, right? I mean, there's nothing. I mean, clearly Rick was taken by helicopters, and there's helicopters and three circles and all that jazz. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if a movie, you know, starts, you know, one of these presumed movies starts with like Rick in some kind of prison or whatever, like getting clockwork orange or in the eyes or whatever. It's like, sure, that's an idea. Or it could not be that. I mean, that's, that's just kind of that's kind of where we're at right now because there's nothing to go on because there's literally been no updates about anything concerning nope. anything that's not these shows. So nope. more power to the fandom that wants to you know have their fun and everything. I just <laughs> cool, good, good, yeah, good idea. So what are your big mo ratings? Oh, let's establish for... that by the way. We we put up the poll for the ratings um, as far as what to call the the rating system for this up this show. And the big mo's, yes, they won by far. They were the the most popular choice. So uh, thanks for the Facebook listener participants that uh, wrote in the idea for Big Mo to begin with. That was uh, turned out that uh, people agreed, and that's what we're going with. So how many Big Mo's do you guys give the tiger and the lamb? Uh, let's start with Russ. I'll give it three. I I I, I thought it was fine. Uh, I, I I I'm glad we're getting a little more from uh, from the helicopter people. Um, I, I I think I just need, I I need I'm starting to make peace with what this show is as opposed to what I wanted it to be or thought it was going to be. So um so yeah, it's there's nothing in here uh in this episode specifically that just kind of really just drove me nuts or made me eye roll or you know, we talked about the I wasn't on last week, but the previous episode for sure where there was just some stuff that I was just like, "Really? They're going to start with the tropes again, but uh, I just uh, I, I wanted to mention real quick that uh, Donnie Salvo on Nothing's On calls it uh, Walking Dead CW. Nice, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So yeah, three three big mo's. Okay, what about you, Aaron? What do you think? Um, I mean, I, this this felt like a it felt like a drawdown, honestly. Like I was, it was a little better last week. I thought where this week it like as much as I had issues with last week, also at least. I don't know. It just seemed like the momentum felt a little different. This one, I was like, okay, we're still in this oil thing or the tire yeah. fire thing. And it just mm -hmm. didn't, 
Nothing really like it, it was. It didn't feel compelling. I guess is the best. No. Way to put it. Like I was trying didn't. to. I was trying to be like, all right, let's get out. You know, because we had a pretty exciting ending last week as far as they're there and hope went off and everything. And I just couldn't really get into the vibe of this episode the same way I did last week. Better than the pilot. I, I feel like watching this as a whole, these three episodes probably could have been told in one episode or two episodes, and oh, you, you get boy. you get a, you get a much tighter like series premiere. But as it stands, it just feels like this has all been stretched out. And even then, we still don't even know that much about these characters. So it's like, and what was I still the point can't of get over Nina being so on like, here? Yeah. So like, what was the point of having so much of this if it wasn't done successfully? And I mean, if they felt they did a great job, good for them. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just like, yeah, all right. So I'm at like a two and a half big Mo's here. Two and a half little Mo's. Little Mo's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you rich? Yeah. Um. I don't know. I'm 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 struggling to like this show. I really am. There's a lot of things I like about it, but it just feels very I don't know, just thrown together. And like I I I don't know. It's hard to explain, but I really don't have much investment in the characters. Um, I kind of like Hope a little bit. Um, the Silas stuff, like. They were getting me very interested in what was going on a little bit, like what's his backstory and everything like that. They give us these hints, and then there's no payoff at the end, like I said before. And that just that pissed me off. It was like it they just left that dangling. And to me, it's not a detail, at least in my perspective right now, it's not a detail that seems to need to be hanging out there. Um just I don't know a lot of weird choices in this show, and I'm really I'm really kind of I'm like what I like what you said, Russ is uh it's not what I expected it to be. It's not anywhere near close to what I thought this was going to be. So, um, and this episode just did not really sell it any further for me. Um, I got to go with two big mos. Do you think it's because it's disappointing? Like, because I feel like we were all into the idea of this show. Am I not mistaken? Yeah, I think we were. We were. This wasn't the idea I thought it was. No, not. I mean, obviously, we're talking about like the result now. But in terms of when they first announced, there's going to be another spinoff. It's going to have yeah. this, oh, this no, time setting and whatnot. I feel like we were all like on board with that, right? Yes. Oh yes, yeah, absolutely. Sure. So oh. it just seems like the result so far, from what I'm gathering from us, it just feels like. You had an idea, and there's some, like a lot of cool things were announced about this thing. I mean, you have what we present. You have Julia Ormond. You have Annette Andrew. Like you have people that we are recognizable, let, let alone a cool idea. And it just none of us seem to be grasp, you know, jiving with what they're presenting Here's so far. Here's my question: Do any of us or any of the listeners have tween or teenage that are into The Walking Dead that have started watching this? Because maybe there's an appeal there that we're not seeing. I, 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 I don't know. It, the, I mean, I, I call Daryl Dr. Current, so I mean, I'm, I'm sure he you know, <laughs> knows what's going on but anyway, regardless of how old he is. But um, I, I would be curious to hear that audience's opinion on this, but, you know. <laughs> you have <laughs> never, either. you wait, whoa, whoa, you have never called Daryl Dr. Current. Not around you, of course. That's, that's how that's I remember right. him. When I when I talk to other friends about you know people that are hip on the things that are going on, he's like, oh, yeah, Doctor Current hosts a whole TV podcast about That's what's right. going on in the world. That's right. So what do you say, Doctor Current? What's your what's your uh, rating? What's your big mo there, pal? Current coming to you live, Doctor Current coming to you live on the air. 
I I just didn't care about the episode either. I really didn't. Um, I don't know. I I mean, I I don't know if I'm being hard on it because I'm just an old man who's not current, who wishes he was. <laughs> Or not? I mean, but you're I'm, Dr. Current. I thought you knew all that stuff. That's, that's just for the that's for the stage. Uh, <laughs> we're just talking amongst ourselves right now, so I'm being real with you guys. But that just he that put really, his hand I over the microphone so they can't hear us anymore. Yeah, yeah, they can't. <laughs> cut the mic, cut the mic. Um, like it's really supposed to be strong on the Hope and and Iris relationship, right? Like they, they how many times did we get the scene of the Are you putting your middle finger up at me? Again, like, trust me, you know, that we've been through a lot kind of thing. And we did get a major revelation, even though we really didn't care about it, of, you know, Hope revealing her secret, you know, her big, so secret. or so she thinks it's her big secret, right? Until you find out that it's Elton's mother eventually. Somehow that's C- become. It's a CW secret. Yeah, it's a CW secret, but for the show, <laughs> it's their big secret, right? It's their big that's the thing they kept from each other. And even that moment was just a, uh, well, don't keep anything else from me kind of thing. And let's just keep it moving. Um, and then the whole revelation of hope was the one giving the, you know, leading uh, uh, Felix and Huck to them when, when, you know, because they, they didn't trust the thing to get through this, like all of that. It's just, I wish I cared. I wish I was excited about it. I wish it mattered to me. But it all in all, it really just didn't matter. Um, and I can't get over how Huck is the woman who plays Huck is the woman who plays Nina. I can't get over that every time she talks. It's like she's a totally different person. I, I don't know in the character you're talking about. Nina. From the Americans. From the Americans. Yeah. Okay, I haven't watched that. But um, I, I just feel like whoever, she, is she a good actor in these other things? Because... Yes, she was so really good in the Americans. Yes. That's, what, that's what we're complaining about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You had a good. That's a good actor there. Like, because it just feels like she's reading the lines for the first time on a cue card. I mean, it, they're not giving her anything to do. Like, there's not really a lot of strength. She's just well, they're trying friend. to make her. They're trying to make her play a type, and it's like yeah. it's not clicking the way no, they want it's not it to. Clicking at all. She's just a, a a partner, like she's just a you know the best friend partner kind of thing, you know, the cool one out of the group, um, you know, like Doctor Current. Um, but yeah, I guess it, it, it'll just get. Uh, <laughs> I hate to be like that because you know you you know the old guy of the show about the young kids and it's like oh yeah, but it's not like you're complaining. It's like oh these kids are doing too many TikTok yeah, videos. It's like you're, you're talking about the show. Why why they gotta yeet so much? Yeeting to the left and right, they're yeeting everything. I'm sick of how they can just breathe smoke and not even cough. It's just like I know she'd like to get lit, but this tire fire is too much. (laughs) But yeah, it's just it's just nothing hit. Like even the big Silas thing of him holding the you know thing, it was like okay. Okay, and a WhatsApp to see what else people thought because I just couldn't handle it anymore. I'm saying, I'm saying, I've got to get on the gram. Um, but yeah, I I just didn't care. It was, it was a one. What are we doing? I forgot what we were doing. Big bows. With one Mo's. big mo. Jim, what'd you think? <laughs> okay, cool. I give it a two. It was underwhelming. I like the actually like the actor who plays Silas. I thought he does okay. 
But uh, I don't know, just too much I didn't care about. I find Felix annoying. I, I'm, I'm having the same trouble as some of you guys. I'm trying, I'm having trouble trying to get get into it, find a character that's a POV for me that I really care about, you know. But I'm just not not really getting it. It is very CWE. Like the problems they have are very much the same problems that they kind of recycle through the superhero shows on the CW to make the uh, melodrama last longer, you know, like the secret, you know, keeping secrets from each other, that kind of thing. So, Which yeah. isn't inherently bad. There's a good way to no, do that. But there are multiple done... seasons of all of those CW shows for a reason, and you guys generally like those shows. So it's like, it's not like it's horrible to be in that area. It's just mm-hmm. the execution is just not working very well right now. Yeah, it's all in the implementation, which is just not there. Uh, but what did everybody else think? What did our, our listeners think? Let's find out, shall we? Did Russ give... Oh, wait, Russ didn't... Oh, Russ didn't give his. No, I'm yeah, sorry. He, he didn't, no, no, he I did. Time. I gave mine. I, I gave his first. He gave his first. Oh, okay. That's, okay. I always think of it Russ It was so first. memorable, you forgot it. <laughs> yes. I just... I try to stay Dr. Current, and that was in the past. <laughs> I see where I run. You gotta follow... Is Dr. Current available on Twitter? Because I want to... I hope so now. <laughs> I'm gonna... I want to get it. <laughs> Look it up. Baron so. was giving uh, the cast of the of the Walking Dead TV podcast Big Moe's. Obviously, I know where... I know where Dr. Curran and I would stand. Uh, I don't know how many big mo's I would get. It says account suspended, which is really funny to me. Oh, Dr. Current. What if you spell out the word doctor? You know what? I'm naming myself Dr. Current yeah, right spell now. It. I'll spell out doctor. I'm going to be with spelled out doctor. Like of all yeah. the results, account suspended was not what I was expecting to see. Uh, somebody had that idea before we did. And then this totally botched it. account does not exist. It. We can take it. We're taking Ooh, Dr. Current. Oh, get it. Dr. Current. <laughs> spelled Dr. out. At Dr. Current. <laughs> or we find out that Dr. Current is like some horrible racist and we've been aired. Yeah. He's got a YouTube page. Right, we didn't. <laughs> See, I yeah, better check that next. on theories and shit. Oh, shit. We oh, just no. have to make sure that Dr. Current posts all current things. Oh, you know, no. like, like, we should put something out there for that new Crystal Pepsi. This is so necessary. <laughs> Keep going. What were, what were the listeners saying? Oh, I do this nonsense. Well, they had some things to say. Johnny Stewart came in with a four out of five. The Silas dude backstory should have been. We should have been told what he did. See, Richie agrees. Uh, I hate that the writers are writing so much, much uh, so many cliffhangers. Also, two hundred thousand people. Where and how did that happen? Well, biology, buddy. Um, I'm thinking military and government people for sure. Also, was the place bugged, or did she turn all that stuff on to think? She's a part of keeping it on. Anyway, I can't wait to hear from you guys. Well, thanks, Johnny. Yeah, I thought I thought at first she was it was a bug thing, like we said, but I think it was just a flex. Um, David Bue the third, three point five burger rubbers out of five. While I had been anticipating a faster trek across the country to their stated destination to find their father, this one kept me thinking about Sophia. It seems like this arc will be longer than it should be to get the story going. So they're looking for Sophia, huh? Uh, <coughs> Which I believe has a lot of potential and is super exciting. Uh, the best part is the best part is how this group has been cultured, like the crisis never happened. I just need to see this father, uh, Yukiyoshi Sawada. Uh, two gentle giants out of five. You know what? I feel like nothing really happened this week other than we moved to dock, so no list this week. Hope looked like Molly from Telltale series to me, and that made me smile. Other than meeting Silas's uncle Marco Voci and his mother being dead, we learned nothing about Cyrus. Silas. Uh, and Felix and Huck caught up cool. Other than that, we only learned two important things. The girl's dad has been gone a week, 
and the CMR has over 200,000 people. Other than that, nothing was interesting. There were no facts this week. Bah! Kenpai. Uh, Kevin Barry, 3.4 Hodor survived this time out of 5. I hope, <laughs> I hope this episode finally established that crew has come of age and is no longer the main focus of the episode and they start moving on with their journey across America. I did enjoy the episode in my mind. This adventure has some interesting ways that it could go and I hope we end up there. And finally, Mike Jones. I'm way late on this. Sorry, my son went up to set off the tornado siren so my wife and I could get to a safe place to do the review. <laughs> I, wow. no, no excuses, Mike. <laughs> I don't care for this at all. <laughs> Four big no's out of five. I really enjoy this as I did the first season of The Walking Dead. My only gripes are I feel like Huck is way overacted, and we never did see enough of Silas's flashback to make sense. I don't know if he killed someone or what. I'm guessing someone made fun of him and went out of control or something. Maybe he almost killed him, and that's why he's afraid of himself. Oh, that's I don't know. We even got the reason why he's uh, the monster. No. Nope. That's uh, what I was talking about. Yeah, that's what Richard said very, earlier. Very oh. frustrating. Yeah. Yeah, but that was in the past. He just, you know, it's Dr. Yeah, Curran. I'm not interested in that. We don't right. talk about it now that he's caring about it, because yeah. he's Dr. Current. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm going to go follow Dr. Current on Twitter right now. <laughs> Thanks for writing in, though. If you'd like to write in, you can. Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook group. Check it out. We're there. We're here every week. We read your uh, read your uh, Tobies. We read your Busters when the regular shows are in. And now we read your Big Mo's. So give it up. Or tweet us at Dr. Current. Right now, I'm trying to follow Dr. Current right now. You already followed Dr. Current. I got about? no results for Dr. Current. It's, I, I'm having trouble making the accounts, maybe because I have too many other accounts already in my email. I don't know. Oh, okay. So someone else needs to snag that. Well, hurry up. The listeners are listening. <clears throat> I, I already got six on mine. <laughs> I'm current. <laughs> I got to wrap this up. I got to go. <laughs> Okay, so uh, guys, where can you also can you be found on the interwebs? Aaron, go first since you're in such a hurry. You can find all the current stuff that I do over at my code, my personal blog, thecodezeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there. I host a podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. We talk about the most current movie releases. And um, additionally, we have all these fun bonus horror episodes this month for October. Uh, we've talked about a lot of cool things so far, uh, including diversity and horror, Friday the 13th for its 40th anniversary, arachnophobia for its 30th anniversary. No. And uh, we're talking Italian horror and giallo films this week, which is going to be really cool. I'll be doing a lot of homework for that one. Um, so all that's on uh, where you can find our show out and out there in Abe. And I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. How about you, Daryl? Just come find me. <laughs> come at me, bro. <laughs> I'm out there. Oh, yes, you are. You certainly are. How about you, Ross? Uh, right here, hhwled.com, and over at the uh, Dr. Current uh, <laughs> podcast network where I'm on <laughs> Gotham by Geeks uh, pretty regularly. <laughs> Give it a listen. And I can be found uh, at the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com, run by Dr. Current over there, where him and I do a podcast every week where we run about the talk about the current TV movie entertainment news, the news that doesn't matter. Uh, we talk about, it's called Nothing's On. It's us and our wonderful friend Donnie Salvo, a professional comedian and uh, sometimes Jared Padalecki imitator. 
And uh, we we go about our knuckleheaded business every week, and it's pretty entertaining, so check that out. Also, the Brandon Peters Show, every week on Thursdays, I'm part of uh, the Brandon Peters feed. He has this, like, this huge media assault every week of content. <laughs> I'm, I'm part of the bludgeoning that he is doing for your eardrums. I am in the old space show. Uh, him and I are going episode by episode through Space 1999, and that has been super fun. Uh Man, that's uh, 70s future, for sure. So check that out there at BrandonPetersShow.com, also on iTunes or whatever. And uh, follow me, uh, you know, I think that's it. I think that's all I'm doing. Right yeah. uh, Rich, what about you? Um, at ChubToad01 on all the socials. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, so until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, follow Dr. Current. <laughs> 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 what else are you going to do? <laughs> oh, there's a crazy little shack beyond the tracks, and everybody calls it the sugar shack. Well, it's just a coffee house, and it's made out of wood. Espresso coffee tastes mighty good That's not the reason why I gotta get back up to that sugar shack Well, baby, to that sugar shack oh, There's this cute little girlie, she's a, a working there A black leotard and a beat-off bear Spend a little cash Make that girl love me when I put on some trash You can understand why I've gotta get back up to that sugar shack Whoa, baby, to that sugar shack Yeah, honey, to that sugar shack Oh, yes, to that sugar shack And now that sugar shack queen is a married to me, yeah Just me and her, yes, we're gonna go back to the...